Hello, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Crystal. I am Crystal Grafton Combs, host of this podcast and international president of Alpha Omicron Pi Fraternity. Originally started in 2019, Coffee Talk is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Here, we will talk about life, leadership, sisterhood, and so much more. So thank you for listening, and now let's get to the next episode. Julie O'Brien, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. I'm glad to be here. I am happy for you to be here because not only are we talking about all things convention, our convention is in Texas, and you are an AOPI sister who lives in Texas. And for some reason, in my mind, anytime I think about Texas and AOPI, even though I know you were an initiate at a Louisiana chapter, my mind goes straight to you. So Julie, let's go back to the beginning. Tell me your AOPI story. Well, um, my AOPI story started a long time ago. Um, this is my 45th year as an AOPI. I was initiated in 1977 at Lambda Tau at what was then in Northeast Louisiana University, but is now University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, and I, um, I absolutely fell in love with those girls. It was uh, being an only child having extra sister girlfriends was wonderful to me i absolutely loved it those those women are wonderful and um they saw something in me that maybe i didn't really see in myself back then but um you know after i graduated college i went into the military and did some things and got away from aopi for a while um personal story really probably I haven't shared with a lot of people is I didn't really do anything with AOPI until I got divorced and realized that all of the friends that I had were married couples and I searched out the Dallas alum chapter and said hey I'm an AOPI let me let me join let me get back into it and that kind of got me involved with Delta Theta and that's how I met you know, well, you know, all my friends here in Texas, Susan Danko and Kathy Sal and, you know, Reem Fitzgerald and all of those. And that's kind of how I got back involved with AOPI. And, um, you know, those, the Dallas alum chapter took me in at a time when I needed some extra friends. And um, that's, you know, I guess the rest is history, as they say. I love it. We'll send out a special shout out to them because we love that you are here and that you are active. You currently serve as a network director for our fraternity. What was the journey that led you to this particular place of service? Well, when I got into the Dallas alum chapter, I served as almost every officer that an alum chapter can have. And at one point I went to a founder's day with Delta Theta and, um, my friend, Susan Danko and, uh, my friend, Kathy Sowell were with me there and Susan said, you know, Delta Theta needs a chapter advisor. And I said, okay, (laughs) (laughs) you'd be great at it. Okay. I haven't really done anything with AOPI on the collegiate side since I was one. So, uh, you know, we'll try it out and see what happened. So I served with 
uh, Delta Theta as their chapter advisor for several years until my daughter was initiated there. And I figured she needed her own AOPI space. So I stopped being their chapter advisor and took some time off kind of and did a little bit of, you know, back with the alum chapter. And then I got involved with um, Lambda Row when they were on the TCU campus. And from that, I kind of transitioned into a finance specialist because that's what I was doing for Lambda Row was doing all their, their finance advising. And there was an opening in the network and I applied for finance specialist, which we don't have anymore. It's called something else now. <laughs> and then I transitioned into a leadership specialist, which is NSOPS now. And um, when we did some moving and shaking and things came up, you know, an opening came up for network director. And I thought, well, you know, I'll try, see what happens. So here I am. Here you are. So as you know, this last season of Coffee Talk is focused on all things convention, which is my very favorite season. I feel like I say that about a lot of things, but it really is true for convention. <laughs> Tell me when was your first AOPI convention? Well, my first convention was uh, in 2007 in Phoenix. Um, I went as Delta Theta's chapter advisor. It was the first time I had ever been to convention. Um, I loved it. I thought, Oh my gosh, I have to figure out how to be here like every time. I haven't been to all of the conventions since 2007, but I will tell you, um, now that I am in a different place in my career and have much more expendable income, <laughs> I plan to be on at every convention I can from now until. Absolutely, it's, yes. It's just that much fun, it really is. I agree. Tell me one of your favorite convention experiences. Well, I think it has to be um, the convention where I received my Rose Award. Um, and I will tell you, I, you know, you listen to all those stories and you think, wow, what an amazing woman. Oh, my gosh. You know, all these. So I'm sitting there listening and I'm going, as they're reading the submission, I'm going, I have a lot in common with this person. You know, the things that they were saying and because they, you know, they don't say your name first. They say all these things about you. <laughs> and so I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, oh, no, that they're no, they're talking about me. That's not somebody else. They're talking about me. And, you know, I was truly overwhelmed. I was very humbled by the recognition. I still am. I'm very honored that somebody saw me in that light and, and thought I deserved that award. That probably has to be my most favorite convention memory. There are, there are many others, but that one has to be the top. You know, Julie, one of my favorite things to do is to celebrate the awards and to share about each woman who is receiving them. And that moment that you just described, when you can see someone and it dawns on them that they are the person that we are speaking about, every time it brings a tear to my eye of happiness because there's just nothing like it. No, there's, well, I will tell you the only other thing that's like it is, um, calling people who have been awarded foundation scholarships yes. and hearing the excitement in their voice and having young women say, I'd really like to talk to you some more, but can I get off and call my mom? 
<laughs> so I will agree with that. That would be like it. Yeah. Yes. That is almost right up there. Um, but yeah, I was, that was probably my most favorite convention memory ever. Outside of the experience of winning a Rose Award, what is your favorite tradition of every convention? Well, I think, um, aside from getting to see people that I don't normally get to see in person, right? I have two favorite things that happen. And one of them is always watching Peg Crawford win the, how many conventions have you been to? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I love it that she's, you know, standing there in all her glory, you know, waiting for everybody else to sit down and she's still standing and they keep calling numbers and she's still standing. Um, I love that. And that is only second. I mean, that's only first. You are the second. How many pairs of shoes do you have? <laughs> <laughs> I, I remember one year, it was one of my very first or second conventions, and you hands down had more shoes than anybody else. <laughs> so, <laughs> like so they had their own suitcase or something. But you may remember that they do have their own suit, suitcase. I, I do have a passion for shoes more than just about anything else, except maybe jewelry, which takes up far less space. But you may remember that I promised the last time we were all together that I would not be the person who won that award next time. So that is still my commitment as I prepare for convention 2023. <laughs> we shall see. I will keep my fingers crossed for you, but yes, we, because you, you do know that when you get here, we have to go buy a pair of cowboy boots. <laughs> You, you need some true cowboy boots from Texas. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> so we have talked about this, but Grapevine is in your backyard. The convention space is literally 15 minutes from my house. That's amazing. Tell me what you're most looking forward to about this particular convention. Well, as much as Texas is now my home state, um, I'm looking forward to people coming to see me, you know, coming to Texas and seeing all the things Texas, right? And um, let, having people eat as much Tex-Mex as they can possibly stand because I know that's what they will do. But it's, you know, it's, it's exciting to have people come into your hometown and, you know, hopefully, you know, they enjoy it as much as you do. So that's kind of, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing people, but you know, it's, it's exciting having people come into your, to your hometown. I am one of those people and I am so excited. You're correct. What is one pro tip you can share with sisters attending their first convention this year? Um, pace yourself. There's a lot. <laughs> In so many there, ways. Yes, there, there's a lot of, just a lot. There's a lot of convention. There's a lot of AOPI. There's a lot of food. There's a lot of everything. Um, so pace yourself and pack some flat shoes. Yes, agreed on both <laughs> counts. All right. Walking. So this is everyone's favorite part of the podcast. 20 questions. This time, of course, it will be the convention edition. Are you ready? Okay. Yeah. How many conventions have you attended? Only four. 2023 will be my fifth. Do you prefer coffee or tea for a breakfast before a business meeting? Coffee. Definitely coffee. <laughs> Your favorite convention snack? Anything chocolate. Do you prefer plane trips or road trips? 
Well, that depends on where I'm going. If it's a very long trip, I want to go on a plane. If it's, you know, short, I'm, road trips are good, but it depends on where I'm going. That's fair. Do you have a favorite book you would recommend to pass the travel time? Not really, but I always have something queued up on my Kindle or my um, Audible app so that I've got something to read or listen to, you know, while I'm traveling. What is one thing you cannot travel without? Hair product. Do you use a spreadsheet to pack for convention? The first couple of conventions I went to, yes, and it was a rather extensive spreadsheet. <laughs> now I just make a list. <laughs> How many pieces of luggage will you take with you? Um, probably two. One large one and one like carry-on size. Although that's a little unfair of me to ask. It is very close to your home. Should you need something, you really could pop down the road. I could. And if anybody else needs anything, I can pop down the road for them. <laughs> that's good information to have. Would you rather make room for shoes or purses in your luggage? Shoes. And I'm going to confess to you something. When I got married long ago and far away, my um, ex-husband called me Amelda Marcos because I had almost 200 pairs of shoes in my closet. Oh, my God. Gosh, I did not know this about you. Well, when, when I worked, um, you know, back then it was all business attire. Everybody had to wear suits and, you know, all that. And so I had like almost a pair of shoes for every outfit I wore to work. And there were about 200 pairs of shoes in my closet. So, you know, yeah. these are goals in my world. That's a goal. <laughs> Yes, and if I didn't have to ever have a purse, I wouldn't have one. I don't like them. <laughs> Necessary evils, I guess. So when we talk about shoes, heels or flats? Well, I do enjoy both. However, I will have a pair of flat shoes in my convention tote, so when the heels are too much, I can switch. And that's another pro tip. Your favorite of our brand colors. I am leaning toward the um, promising purple, second only to Cardinal Red, of course. Um, but I, I don't do really great in bright pink and I don't do really well in coral anymore because my hair has changed color with the gray. So I have to lean toward the things that work. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Convention is a time when we meet sisters from all over North America. What is something you notice about someone when you first meet them? Well, um, since we are in the time of Zoom and um, at um, LI, the first thing I noticed about a lot of people is they're very much taller than I thought they were. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're in a box in Zoom and everybody looks the same. So you just kind of assume they're all as tall as you are. And, and for those not. of you who don't know, I am 5'2 on a good day. And so when you meet people, you go and you're, you're keep looking up and up further. And you're like, wow, you're a lot taller than I thought. You know, it's something I've never thought about. <laughs> Your favorite flavor of ice cream to share with sisters. Mm. Boring, but vanilla, but with hot fudge sauce. I'll take that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember to pack your life loyal lanyard? 
Or maybe or maybe not like me, do you always have to get a new one or borrow from a friend? Well, sometimes I remember to pack it. Sometimes I try to pack it and can't find it. (laughs) And sometimes I completely forget. And so, yes, I have to get a new one or borrow. (laughs) Do you prefer the business sessions or the brunches and banquets? Mm, That's hard. Um, I like the business sessions because I like um, the process, right? I really love the process, the way we go through things, how we do things. Um, how we, how the fraternity runs, how we, you know, keep things moving forward. Um, but there's not, you can't do a lot of talking during business sessions, you know, you're kind of limited, but so that makes the brunches and the banquets a lot of fun because you're usually sitting with people that, you know, you don't necessarily know, or, you know, um, in my position as a network director or as a network specialist, we try to sit with our collegiate chapters that we support. And so, you know, we don't always get a lot of FaceTime with them. So that's, that's always a good, a good thing to do is, is sit and talk to them and get to listen to those, those women. Absolutely. Do you have a favorite piece of AOPI jewelry that will travel with you to convention? Well, this year it's my um, 125th anniversary edition of the badge. (laughs) So that's what I'll, that's my favorite piece this time. I love it. Have you done or do you plan to do anything creative with your Rose Banquet charms that you've collected from conventions past? Well, I'm not much of a bracelet wearer, so putting them on a bracelet would not, they would just lay in the jewelry box. Um, I've been kind of toying with an idea of figuring out how to display them like for a piece of art, but I hadn't quite gotten where I wanna, how I want that to be. But I think that would probably be more practical and and more, um, they would get more use if I did something like that, because I will not wear a bracelet. That's really interesting. I will be curious to see what you come up with. Are we most likely to find you catching up with sisters early in the morning or winding down late at night? Oh, I'm a night person. I don't want to talk in the morning. I just want to drink my coffee. (laughs) Since convention often comes with thank you notes to follow, do you like your handwriting? I do not. I spend entirely too much time on the computer. I don't ever write anything. I hardly ever sign my name anymore. I mean, most of it's on an iPad with my finger and that's disastrous. So no, I'm (laughs) not a fan of my handwriting. And last but not least, if you could ask our founders one question, what would it be? I would really like to ask them to explain and describe the process of putting AOPI together how they came up with the things that they did, what their thought process was, how they decided on things. You know, I mean, that to me is more interesting than anything else I think I could have asked them is, is tell me how you came together to do this. Because I've never even thought about starting something like that. And it's just mind boggling how they came together to do that. You are not wrong. It absolutely is. And to think that they weren't women with 20 or 30 years of experience in Greek life. They were young collegiate women making their own way. It's pretty amazing. Right. Because I don't think I could have come up with something like that when I was their age. So (laughs) (laughs) it's, you know, I, I would really like to hear the whole, how we came about this. Absolutely. I am so happy that they did though. 
Julie, yes, me too. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me today and to share about your convention experiences. And as always, for everyone out there listening, thank you. Until next time, stay safe and be well. Mm-hmm.